Hello, everybody. Welcome to Basement Sports Podcast. Number two. Number two of the, the draft. 2020 draft. We are, we're, we're giving Zoom a shot here and uh, seeing how this works out. But so far, so good. We're, uh, it seems to be recording. <laughs> Whatever that means. Yeah. Duties there on the other end. And we can actually see each other, but uh, we're not going to show you guys that. We're not that sophisticated. Yeah, I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> But we did the offense last week. Yeah. So today so we're going to try to focus on the draft defense. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to see what we, uh, what's out there defensively. And then we'll go into um, the Steelers. We'll also go into the, uh, go into the Cowboys a little bit because due to you. Yeah, have, and I got, you had, you I got a some... few guys that I think are very overrated. Okay. No, that's awesome. Going so, in. And then uh, we'll see what happens. There's some news on the offensive line front from the uh, prospect that got a his drug test was flagged, and he was going to be a top ten pick. Now was was what drug was he flagged for? What did he test positive? That's what for? I don't know. It didn't say, and I know they're not testing for weed anymore, but I don't know. If they're that counts for these guys because they're not actually on a roster yet. Right, right. And is that yeah? And as with everything that's been held up, there's been no uh, off season workouts or anything going on. So has that new contract actually started? I don't know if these kids yet. I don't. I don't. It was Makai. It was uh, Makai Becton, the tackle from Louisville. Okay. Huge man, quick. Yeah, I saw some tape on him. He's massive. He's massive. I had him as the second best tackle in the draft um, behind the kid from Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tristan Wirfs is good, but again, I think he's moving inside the guard because his arms are really short. Okay. So uh, I like this kid a lot, but you got to be pretty stupid to fail a drug test at your biggest job interview of your life. Right. Well, let's, uh, you want to start out with the defensive line? And, let's do it. And what, what you, what, what are you looking at? Who are the ones that pop out to you? And we'll, uh, We'll talk about some sleepers. Three. I'll give you my top three. Let's hear it. Derek Brown, Auburn. Auburn. All he's, right. my, he's my top because he can play anywhere on the defensive line. So let's talk a little bit about Derek Brown. So uh, what I got is he's six foot five, three twenty six. Um, ran a five one six. Ran a five one six uh, last year. Uh, he played in twelve games, fifty five tackles, four sacks. Um, huge, huge guy, very agile. And even though the one thing that I saw in the report and I saw on the tape is even, you know, he had four sacks, which for that position is pretty good. And playing in the sec is damn good. Um, he regularly collapsed the pocket. Even if he didn't get to the quarterback, he was causing uh, pressures and rush. Well, he, he's definitely better against the run. He, he's the guy that keeps your linebackers free, right? Right. So he can handle a double team. He'll hold up the line. Your linebackers can come in and kick and get the ball carrier. So, um, and when he played for Auburn, he played better against teams like Alabama and Georgia. So he got up, he got up for the big games. He really did. He's, he's a big dude. Um, he ran a five, one, six. And if you don't think that's pretty good for a 326 pound man, (laughs) his first 10 yards was a one, seven, eight. Yeah. So he's explosive. Um, he lost some of his speed towards the end of his 40. Right. Because, first of all, not there's no offensive lineman or defensive lineman that runs 40 yards. Right. So and you're not. looking for that initial explosion right out of the box. And he has it. Right. Um, he was a D- SEC defensive player of the year. Uh, he got the Lot Impact Trophy, which is named after Ronnie Lot. I don't know exactly what it means, but it means he's pretty damn good. Right. Um, very durable in 2017 games played 14 started 14, 18, 13 and 13. And then 19, 13 games, 13 starts. He did not miss a game in three years. Wow. That's pretty impressive in the SEC. stuff in the SEC. Yep. Game pounded on. So he's your number one. He's your number one, uh, defensive line defense. prospect going in. Okay. Yeah. He will so go. He'll go like top 10. 
At least top ten. He he has a chance to go top five. All right, but he'll probably go top ten because someone's going to fall for the quarterback. Right, right. All right. So who's your uh, who's next on your list? This guy is a beast too. Javon or Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina. He has sixteen percent body fat <laughs> at three hundred and twenty four pounds, and it's only sixteen percent body fat. He's all muscle. He has 10 and a half sacks in his career. He had more every year. In 18, he had four and a half. 19, he had six sacks for a total of 10 and a half. Again, he did not miss a game in the last two years. Um, he's, this is, he refused to run at the combine, which I don't blame him. As a defensive tackle, who cares what your 40 time is? Um, but that always bothers me when someone refuses to do something at the combine. It's almost right. like their agent saying, let's just keep that a secret. Yeah. Yeah. But his, his tape doesn't lie. Oh my gosh. He, uh, this guy, he, this, he's not technically, if you look at guys and they say, well, technically he doesn't do this right. Or technically he doesn't keep his uh, body low. This guy just has a motor mm-hmm. and he just, he just disrupts stuff. Right, right. So, um, yeah, very athletic. Like you said, what his body fat percentage is, you know. I don't um, think I, he's going to be a top 10. I think he's top 20. He'll be, he'll be, he's, he's a first round talent for sure. Absolutely. So, yeah. There's no doubt yeah. about it. And if he slips, there's going to be guys like Cincinnati might get, if he would fall to the second round and Cincinnati can get him in the quarterback, that's a hell of a first two picks. Right, right. Okay, who's next? Well, here's where we disagree with the consensus a little bit. Everybody else likes the other guy from Auburn named Marlon Davidson. He's a three-tech. He's There's nothing wrong with him. He's okay. But uh, the guy I like better than him is named Ross Blacklock from TCU. TCU. Yeah. Yep. Big man. Um, but not as big as the other pluggers. He's only 290 pounds. He's not quite as quick. But what he does do is he gets around his guy. Right, right. A couple good moves. He's really good with his hands. He'll punch you, and then he'll throw your butt on the on the side. Right. The big knock on him is if the offensive lineman gets his hands on him, he has a little bit of trouble getting off. Right. Because he's only 290, only 290 pounds, I say that. But uh, I like him better, TCU. He, okay. again – 26 games in his career. He started 26 games, all of them. He had five and a half sacks, but he had 15 and a half sacks for loss. Okay. So he does get into the backfield. He plays the run. He plays it. I don't think he, well, he he may drop to the second round, but I don't think there's a first round talent after Brown and Kinlaw on the defensive line, as far as defensive linemen go in the draft. Well, where would you rank then Marlon Davidson for Auburn? Would you... Fourth, is he uh, so he so he's right one. after Blacklock. Well, him there's two guys. Him and the kid from uh, Texas A&M, Matabuke. Okay, yeah, Justin Matabuke. Yep. They're both the same guy. Yep. Uh, Davidson is bigger, so if you're trying to get a guy to plug the run gap, you want him from Auburn. But Matabuke is just like Blacklock, where he's more quick. They're both going to play these three techniques. The reason I like Blacklock more than Davidson is he can play. One tech, two tech, three tech, all the way up to five technique. He can line up anywhere on the defensive line. He can line up over the nose and beat the center quickness, or he can line up on the outside shoulder of the guards and disrupt some run outside runs. All right. Um, let me ask you this because there's, a- uh, there's been a lot of we, – we, we did this last week when we talked about the offense. We kind of dipped into, like, some Steeler needs – um, yeah. Some people say, you know, they need another defensive lineman. They need a, uh, uh, you know, they need a nose guard. God, they, they've people have been bitching and moaning that the Steelers have needed a nose guard since Casey Hampton retired. But here's my question. But here's my question: What guy? Him. What guy? If he drops to the Steelers, like and reasonably could drop to them in the second round, you have to say, look, running back, wide receiver, be damned. We got to take this guy. Is there anybody there? Um, here's what I think. The guys we talked about are the best guys, but there's a guy out of Missouri that's 302 pounds. 
he literally is a thug. Jordan, like Jordan Elliott. Just, Jordan Elliott. Yes. Yeah. Jordan Elliott, 302 pounder. He's probably a second rounder, but with all the receivers and offensive tackles in this draft, he might fall to the third round. Right. And he, this guy's nuts. This guy is borderline. He's going to have more 15 yard penalty. He's going to lead the league in personal fouls. Okay. <laughs> but he is exactly, he, he is an Oakland Raider or a Pittsburgh Steeler. Okay. Okay. Because he is going to just beat people up on the offensive line. By the fourth quarter, they're not going to want to block him. He's not an every down back. He's not. Yeah. Okay. So he's not athletic as athletic. He's not as, as athletic as like right. uh, Kinlaw or right. Davidson and Blacklock, but this guy, he's just mean. He's a guy that will punch you in the mouth. Yeah. Maybe after the whistle. Yeah. <laughs> he's just perfect guy to let the linebackers of the Steelers make the play. The one thing that I saw when I, when I look at the strengths and weaknesses, they said he, they, that he has a very against the run. He has a really, really weak anchor against double teams. Did you well, see? Yeah. Him? I mean, yeah. who doesn't against double teams in yeah. the NFL? Yeah. They're, they're, the fact that they think they have to they double, have team, to him double team him. So then people forget, well, you know, like for example, if he was on the Steelers defensive line, well then that's freeing up a, a, uh, you know, a Hayward or a Tuit or somebody that, you know, could have an what opportunity. What about Devin to get Bush? Or, I mean, or, the Steelers got Bush. these linebackers. Yeah. You want to keep people off of them. Right. right? So if they have to this double guy, up a guy guy defensive line. This guy will not only them. keep them off the linebacker, but he will punch them in the mouth before he throws them down. Right. Okay. This guy, is, this guy should be an Oakland Raider. Yeah. But he's violent enough that the Steelers' defense plays violent. When they're good – they're firing off the ball. They're knocking people down, and they're stopping the run. That's when the Pittsburgh Steelers have won their Super Bowl. And when the Steelers are good against the pass, they're sacking the quarterback. They're putting pressure on the quarterback. They're not getting coverage I sacks. Don't think this, getting, and I, I honestly yeah. don't think he's going to have many sacks. No, no. But, I mean, if he's occupying space and occupying blockers, that's what you want. Bud Dupree wants him. Yeah, I can tell exactly. you right now. Exactly. Bud Dupree would love to have – have uh, Elliot on his team. Okay, cool. Anybody else before we move off a uh, defense? Davon Hamilton, Ohio State. Davon Hamilton. All right, let's talk about Davon Hamilton. Three hundred and twenty pounds. All right, and he ran a five-one-four. Not too shabby. He's basically. He's not nearly as he doesn't play as violently as Elliot as does. Elliot does all right. Um, but he played at Ohio State, so he's played some good competition. Mm-hmm. Not going to get many sacks. He's just going to do the dirty work. Yeah, he's going to plug up, plug up the line. Yeah, there's another guy that's not going to get drafted till probably late. Who's just the same violent guy as Elliott. Uh, if he gets drafted at all, he might be a free agent. But Benito Jones out of uh, Old Miss, okay, is an absolute monster. Uh-huh. I mean, he's just mean. Six one three three hundred sixteen pounds. <laughs> yeah, he's just 300 pounds of violence. He's a car crash. And one of his strengths is, is that he draws double teams. Like he they, they have to, they they have have to double to. team him. Yeah, yeah. They have to, and then they knock him for not being able to get through him. Right. But I don't care if you draw a double team. I want you. Right. Well, because that frees know, up somebody else. Maybe, maybe something like you know, if the Steelers don't get, he'll he'll be available later. So if they want to get somebody later, you know, instead uh, they of would, I'm telling he uh he's another guy that would just. He'd go to Pittsburgh and he wouldn't care if his name, if he had one stat. <laughs> he just. He wouldn't care if he had a sack. He didn't care. He wouldn't care. He would just do his job as long as the defense played well. Right, right. All right, very cool. So there's our defensive lineman for this year's draft. So what are we moving on to? Let's move on to some rushers. All right. Because I got some, I very, watching some tape on some of these guys, I disagree with a lot of the people that see the experts. Yeah. And we're going to find out if I know what I'm talking about or not by the end of this year, because one of the, my most overrated prospects in the entire draft is that chase on from LSU. Okay. He's, Everyone has him as the first or the second edge rusher behind chase. chase Young from Young, Ohio yeah. State. yeah. And let's not forgot Ch- chase Young had better stats than both Boses. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, he disappeared at times, but he had 30 sacks in 38 career games. Right. Um, 
he's gonna he's gonna get he's gonna get eight to twelve sacks a year just by people screwing up and missing a block or something. Right. But he's. I mean, I know the games that you and I watched. We we watched a few Ohio State games. Yeah, he was. Yeah, a man. He, he was. He was just everywhere when Ohio. And State even was when on he defense. didn't make the play, he was a step away. So he made somebody juke, made somebody throw the ball away, he made somebody dive towards his feet. He's a guy. Even initially coming to the league, you have to game plan around him. Absolutely. And, and you're well, poor- you at least have. I think what they're going to do in the pros is they're going to have to do what they do to Bosa's and move the running back to that side. Right. Right. Which means. That's one less receiver out of the backfield you can dump it down to on third and five because he's got to stay in and block. Right. Um, so, I mean, just little things like that just shows you exactly um, what how disruptive he can be. Go ahead and single block Bosa, either one of the Bosa's on third and ten. Right. You're going to get – I mean, he does make his living on third and long. Right. But doesn't right. everybody in the NFL? Yeah. Well, Bud Dupree and, and Watt did for sure, so – um, yeah, they all do. So, I mean, I, I think that the consensus is, is that Chase Young is your best rusher, your best edge. Yeah, he's going to probably go number two in the draft. To, yeah, um, yep. He's going to probably be the second pick. There's no doubt about it. Um, you were talking about Chase on out of LSU. So you, I think he's the most overrated edge rusher in five years. What, For one what, thing, he, re, he refused to run. This guy is, has, is a speed rusher. Right. And honestly, that's it. Okay. He's got he's got no pass rush moves other than he's gonna beat you around the edge. Right, right. He's got I mean, and he played for LSU, so they couldn't I mean they did they couldn't double team the guy because their defensive tackles and their other edge rushers and linebackers were just so good. They had the best defense in the in college football. Right. Um, this guy's a speed rusher. I get it. He's very good. He's got a little bit of a bend to him when he gets around him. Mm-hmm. But if he gets an NFL tackle that will just simply push him behind the quarterback or a quarterback that will step up into the pocket, right. he's not going to he's not going to get there. So, so are you said that, are you ranking uh the the kid from Penn State? I think he's going to stay another year. Is the kid from Penn State then your second best edge or No. Okay. He's not. Okay. Uh, I like the kid from Iowa. Epinesa. Epinesa. Okay. AJ Epinesa. Yep. Um, he's more of a power rusher. He's 275 pounds. But the thing I like him more than Chase on and Gross Matos out of Penn State yep. is he's got he can he's got a real good hands, like punch you and get around you. He can spin. He's not real quick to get around the edge. He's more of a hit the tackle and then hit the inside, good at stunts. Mm-hmm. So if you can get a a defensive tackle that can stunt to the outside, someone that's a little quick, he'd be perfect. Now, where's um, your – now, let me ask you, I, dig, digressing a little bit here. Are, these rankings stay the same when you're thinking about how well can these guys set the edge against the run. You know, yeah, and that's okay. why I like Epinesa. He's okay. better at the run than both Chason and Gross Matos. Okay, okay. Um, he had, Epinesa had 26 and a half career sacks in the Big Ten, and – I love guys, absolutely love guys that play a lot of games. Right. Um, Epinesa just, he he didn't actually start in 18, and he still had 10 and a half sacks. He wasn't a starter. He didn't start one game in 18, and he had 10 and a half sacks. Uh, in 19, he had 11 and a half sacks, and he started all 13 games. Um, if you watch this guy on tape, you're going to say, well, he does, he's okay, but He's people don't block what they run into him. Right. But he gets off the block. And in right. the NFL with the speed of these running backs, he's much better to do both pass rush. He's not a third down back. Chase on and gross Matos are both going to be third down specialists in the NFL. Right. Right. Their first couple of years. Um, I hate the fact that gross Matos didn't run by my boys at Penn state who I love, um, he didn't run. He yeah. elected not to run at the combine. He was not hurt. Chase on did not run. He refused to work out at the combine. Mm-hmm. That tells me one thing. Yeah. What are you hiding? Right. 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 Um, 
I actually like the kid out of Michigan, that Uchi, Uchi out of Michigan. Yeah. Josh. He had 16 and a half sacks. Um, and Michigan didn't – Michigan, more than anybody else, drops their defensive edge rushers in to cover backs right. on third and short, third and medium. Yep. So he didn't even pass rush all the time. That's why he only had 16 and a half sacks. Yeah, they said he was really, really – he had a lot of versatility. Like That's he could, it. He can yeah. play outside linebacker, but probably had to go to has to go to a three four team. Okay. Okay. Um, outside linebacker in a three four or a defensive end and maybe a four three, but I like him better in a three four. All right. Um, my sleeper at defensive end that I want on Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Is Curtis Weaver at a Boise State? Love the kid. All right. Boise State every year. You know who else went to Boise State? Um, well, yeah, you're, one of your linebackers of the Cowboys went to Boise Van State. Van Esch. Yeah, Van Der Esch, yeah. But uh, I'm trying to think of the guy. I was trying to another uh, – I just lost his name. It was on the tip of my tongue. I was going to make a really good point, and I effed it up. <laughs> anyway, let me have a drink of beer. I'll see if I'll come. Go ahead. See if, that, see if that jar's lose some brain cells. Nope, still don't have them. <laughs> um, but this guy's just got a high motor. He doesn't slow down. He – He's going to make he's going to make plays. He's probably most people have him in the top ten of defensive ends. Right. Um, I, I like this Curtis Weaver. If I was if I was going to start picking edge rushers, and I'm talking the second, third round, probably the third, I would take him before Gross Matos, and probably Chase on. And if Chase on ends good. up being a beast, I'll admit it. I'm wrong. Yeah. I, I don't see it. Yeah, I just don't see it. I don't like him. Yep. I if Chason would have stayed, he's a redshirt sophomore. Mm-hmm. Chason needed another year. Right. I, that my opinion. You, Everyone so, else said. So you think okay. he's kind of like riding the wave of LSU, and he had, yes. you know, he had all this yes. talent around him, which made him shine. He's a one-hit the, wonder. He's a speed rusher. Yeah. yeah. Well, guess what? You're not playing against left tackles in the NFL. Um, with long arms that are quick. Right. Um, I don't think he had a sack against Alabama this year versus their left tackle, who I think is the best tackle in the, in the entire draft. I mean, you talked about that, that Jedrick Wills. Right. He couldn't get around him. So I, I'm not, I'm not saying he's, he's horrible. He's not, he's going to get his third down sacks, right. But he's, he's got one move and I, I like this Curtis Weaver a lot. Yeah, I like both ends out of Florida, the Jonathan Greenard and the Zuniga, um, Jabari Zuniga. They're both Florida. Florida, the the, the thing they did the best all year was rush a pass. Right. The first game of the year is against Florida State, and that guy they didn't have. They just swamped them. Yeah, yeah. Pardon the pun. Yeah, Florida swamp. <laughs> I did it on purpose. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, there's some small school guys that you got to watch out for a late round, like uh, Alex Highsmith out of Charlotte, Mm -hmm. DJ Wanham out of South Carolina. I love that guy. Yep. The kid from Michigan state is just one of those thugs that's just going to beat you up. He's not going to have many stats. What Um, about uh, Khalid Kareem out of Notre Dame? Cause you, you, you hear his name. You'd hear, you hear, you'd hear his name during the season. Uh, I don't know if I even wrote down anything. Let me see about okay. him. Notre Dame. Khalid Kareem. Um, he, he he can play in a 4-3. He's, he's based in a 4-3. And he's top 10 yep. edge okay. rushers. Okay. All these guys that are after uh, Espinosa, uh, AJ Epinesa, Chase Young, um, Weaver, they're all going to be depending on the scheme they get in. Right. In the NFL. It's got to be the right fit. It does. And there are people sitting on their couches now that if they'd have been on a different team, they'd have been pro bowlers. Sure. Sure. I mean, it just, it really does depend on what you're, what you're trying to get into. Right. Um, so I don't think there's a lot of good edge rushers in this draft. Mm-hmm. I think it's weak on both defensive tackles and edge rushers. Yeah. Every, but you know, they're going to get taken. Right. Right. So the reason I like that is we're going to find out if I know what I'm talking about early. Right. Well, if Chase Long comes out and becomes the NFL Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, I'm going to have to do something on camera to prove how <laughs> stupid I am. 
have to eat a pepper or yeah eat one of those uh have to do that that ghost pepper challenge or whatever that is um, that, <laughs> but i don't see it and you can you know me yeah you're pretty thorough most. you're pretty thorough you know if i'm right i'm gonna crow about it yeah you are you are but, but if you, I will when you're admit, when you're when you're wrong you admit it you admit i do it. yeah i will do that um i'm just trying to think if there's anybody Any, no, I, that's about it I, okay. I think it's a very weak edge rushers so what where are we moving to now Linebacker. Let's go to linebacker. And I didn't really differentiate between inside or outside um, because some teams play a 3-4, some play a 4-3. It depends who picks them. All right. But, I mean, if a linebacker is a linebacker. And I've said this to you. I don't know if I've said this to you. If I've said this to you one time, I've told you a 30, 30 times. Mm -hmm. I want a linebacker that had 100 tackles. Right. In college, in a year, I want a hundred tackles. You know who? You know who the uh, the people that made a hundred tackles? Pro Bowlers. Pro Bowlers in NFL all had over a hundred tackles in the in college. Right. Um, Brian Urlacher, uh, Luke Kuechly, yeah, um, Vander Esch from yeah. Boise State, who has a neck injury, but he's still a beast as a rookie as a linebacker. Right. Jalen Smith out of Notre Dame before he got hurt. These kids had one thing. I'll tell you who else had a ton of tackles in college was Matikavich, who played for yeah, Pittsburgh. Played, who, played, who went to Temple. Yeah, he was all over the field. He had a nose but for the ball. He just got paid. Yeah. Matikavich didn't play much for Pittsburgh. Not at linebacker, special, special teams. teams. Yeah. But he just got paid. Right. Somebody else watched his tape in the NFL and went, damn, well, this guy's Buffalo. We'll see what he does yeah. at Buffalo. We'll see. And they got they already have a damn good defense. And the reason I like these kids that have a hundred tackles is it means you're fast enough to go to outside and you're strong enough to get off a block on the inside. The trouble with Matikavich in in Pittsburgh was that he had zero skill with covering a tight end coming you know, coming through the same. He had zero. Yeah, or running back. Or running back, right. He couldn't cover. So, no. you know, if you have a team that can put him in a position where that's not his responsibility, where his responsibility is either to, if it's a pass, to rush the quarterback or just or stay the in the zone, play, in a, play the run, that's that's fine. Um, he when did you it. see him, I'm going to tell you, you're going to hear his name in Buffalo. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I always Buffalo like plays him. a lot of man-to-man. So if it's third and one, He's going to be on the field. Yep. Yep. He's not going to be on the field on third and six where he has to cover the running back in the flat. Dirty Red. We'll see what Dirty Red does in uh, in, in Buffalo. I do. I love him. So who's your number one ranked um, linebacker coming out of the draft? Uh, well, he, here's my caveat. Isaiah Simmons might be the best football player in the entire draft out of Clemson. Wow. That's high praise, man. The entire draft. He's just the best. He might be the best football player. But he has no position. Okay. He's a tweener. He's not a defensive end. He he's uh, 238 pounds, so he might be a defensive end. He's not a not. He's just all over the field. Yeah. He can so play where anywhere. You play right. You play. You can't play him at a strong middle middle linebacker. In a three four, he's either an outside linebacker or a four three end. But Clemson put him everywhere. Right. Most of the time, it was. Go get whoever has that pigskin. So he was like a he's like a Troy Polamalu almost, who he, could just play all was, over the field. Um, he was a bar out of UCLA. Okay, yep. Whose stats weren't spectacular in college, and I didn't like Bar coming out, and I was wrong about that right. because they had him do stuff at UCLA. He didn't just rush. He didn't play linebacker. He didn't have a lot of tackles. Right. He was just everywhere. He just dropped. Simmons is probably the same guy. He's Anthony Barr. Okay. Okay. Only he's faster. Simmons yeah. ran a four three nine. Yeah, he is quick. So he can go sideline to sideline. He can cover tight ends. He checks off your box. He had 107 tackles last year. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. He was all over the field, and that was for Clemson, right? Who had pro? Who had uh, guys on the defensive tackle at defensive ends? They're going to go in the NFL, right? He still had, he got there first. He had, he played in 15 games, 107 tackles, eight sacks, and three picks. Well, look at his three picks. That tells you he's got hands. Right, right. The kid is just an incredible 
incredible athlete. Right. Um, and again, depending on where he goes, I don't know where they're going to play him. Is the only the only thing I can tell you is I don't know where they're going to play him. He's not going to go in the top. I'm going to say. Uh, let me look at my thing here. I don't think he's going to go in the top. He may not go to the top ten. But okay. when he falls to somebody, they're going to go yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's a good coach, a yep. good defensive coordinator, an NFL coach, he's going to be a beast. Yep. Who you got next? Kenneth Murray at Oklahoma. Oklahoma. All right. Um, I don't, I don't know what else to say. He's just, he can play the, he's a third down, he's a three down linebacker. He can cover. He can play the run. Mm-hmm. He can drop. He can pass rush. I, if I'm going to take a guy in the first round, I, he's going to be on the field three out of four down. 14 games played, 102 tackles, four sacks last year for the Sooners. Yeah, for Oklahoma. Yeah. Who was knocked for their defense in the last in the title game in the in the what was that the semis? Yeah, they got um, <laughs> LSU. Well, LSU handed everybody their ass last year. It seemed, but yeah, but 60, it just, LSU really exposed Oklahoma's defense. Sixty-three to twenty-eight is not a good score to be on the losing end of. No, and doesn't. and he played for that defense. Yep. Who not only that, remember their offense held the ball forever. Every drive, the offense for Oklahoma, they didn't score in one play. Right. Um, so he wasn't on even that field much, but I love Kenneth Murray. Dallas Cowboys have talked to him in their, uh, what do they call that? The uh, online meetings. What's that called? The- yeah, they have their virtual, they're doing these virtual visits. That's it, virtual yeah. interviews. Right, right. Dallas loves them. Now, the reason I hate that is Dallas doesn't need a linebacker more than they need a safety or a corner. Right. So you watch old Jerry, the jackass Jones, <laughs> will take a linebacker. And if they take a linebacker at 17, it will be Kenneth Murray. You would uh, – well, I'm not going to go there because I don't think Isaiah Simmons will be there when, when Dallas picks. I don't, I'd rather have Murray than Simmons, honestly, okay. just because but he's a true linebacker. The thing, and if they yeah. take Simmons and if they take Murray or Simmons – it means one thing. Vander Esch's neck injury is bad. It's worse than what they're letting. Yeah. Out. Okay. It's not good. So, um, number three, probably Queen from LSU. From LSU. Patrick Queen. All right, six foot two twenty nine. He didn't have a hundred tackles, I don't think, mm-hmm. which goes against my. I don't know if we can get our producer to look up how many tackles he had right there. He actually had eighty five tackles. Yeah, year. and again, he's a junior. Um, he's 229 pounds. He ran a four five, which obviously is not slow. Right. But I don't think he did anything special other than benefit from the fact that LSU's defensive tackles kept people away from him. Right. Right. The other thing that people think that really like is this kid out of Wisconsin named Zach Bond, B-A-U-N. Not big on him. Not at all. Um, I'd rather have the kid out of Wyoming, Logan Wilson. Logan Wilson, six foot two, 241 pounds. Look at his tackles. So playing at Wyoming in Big Sky, uh, 13 games, 105 tackles, a sack, four picks, and a touchdown. Defensive. He did not rush the passers. This is knock. Yeah. He just, he was a running guy. He played, he played all three downs. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with it. I love the kid. Um, I will take that kid out of Wyoming. He played, he did it in cold weather. He didn't miss a game in four years. Yeah. He started as a freshman. Well, he redshirted in 15. Mm-hmm. He's in 16, 17, 18, and 19. He started and played in every single game. Yeah. 17, he had 119 tackles, eight for loss. Mm hmm. 19 and then he had 103 tackles 11 for loss and then last year 105 tackles eight for loss and that's after they schemed for him right because who the hell else are you going to block right on wyoming right love the kid he's getting he's he's not getting enough love and i think it's because he ran a four six three okay however i want to tell you this the top in the first 10 yards he ran a one six all right which is which is better than uh, Malik Harris, Harrison out of Ohio State. It's better than Jordan Brooks. 
It's better than Zach Braun out of Wisconsin, who's getting all the love. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be he's going to be a starter that no one's ever heard of. You're gonna you're gonna hear about him like week six. Okay, you're gonna, where, you're gonna have to look. People are going to be going, "Where's this kid from?" You got another sleeper. You you know somebody that's lower on the list, but you really like that somebody could grab yeah, and get good value. Marcus Bailey out of Purdue. Okay. Um. You see what I have about him. He's, uh, let's see what he did. He, uh, in 2018, he had 115 tackles, nine for loss, five and a half sacks for Purdue in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. He had a knee injury in 2019. He's actually, so he's, he's actually had both of his ACLs replaced. He, he's had, yeah. you know, that's the one knock on him is he had two major knee injuries yep. while he and was in college. Fall. Yeah, but and he was all, but he was an academic All-American and he was team captain. Yeah, yeah. This is a guy I want in my locker room. Right. So if I can get this kid in the sixth round, this Marcus Bailey, right. sixth or seventh round, where someone can take a chance on his knees. Right. I mean, you've seen people come back from knee injuries. He might be a year away, so he may have to sit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he could stay in a practice squad for a year. Right. Without getting picked off, but I I love the way he played. Yep. Yep. Other than that, not really. There's some linebackers that made a lot of tackles that are slow. I don't want a linebacker running a four eight. Right. Um, but you know, Bailey playing in the Big Ten, he played against good competition. You know, especially well, he had a knee injury when he redshirted back all the way back in fifteen. Right. Sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen he didn't miss a game. Right. But then blew out his other knee. After yeah, he two knew, games. blew a knee injury. In his uh, in 2019, right, right. So hopefully he'll get a shot because uh, he will. I'm he seems you, like he will. a good he line. So good, good when he played, he will. Good but locker again, room guy. Late rounder. Yep. Okay. Somebody to keep I'm an rooting eye for the guy. Keep an eye on. Absolutely. Rooting for that guy. Okay. Where are we moving to? Corner. Let me tell you about these corners. There's not that many good ones. Everybody's saying there is. There's, I, there might I, be two first, yeah, two first I, rounders. This is pretty – I think the cornerback class is kind of thin, but that's just me. It, I'm, I agree. There's some people out here that if you look at some of the experts, they don't even have more than two, three guys in the first round. Okay. So there's only two corners, only one corner that has no flaws, and that's Okuda out of Ohio out State. Out of Ohio State, yeah. But you know him? He had three picks last year. Yeah. A lot of it's because they didn't throw to his side, kind of like the old Revis situation where he didn't get any picks either. Right. He had <clears throat> he actually had him in two games. He had one he had one pick in a blowout win against Miami of Ohio and then the blowout win at Nebraska the following week. He had two picks. Yeah, two bad teams. Yeah, he had uh, a total of thirty five tackles. Um you know it, it, it's it's you know, he's, he, he kind of, I remember watching him on tape. He, he's very, very confident. I don't think you, know, you could say cocky, but he, he believes in himself and it's but, a hard position to play in football. Yeah. But I, I honestly, with this class, he's probably the best cover corner in the class. He's a shut down corner. There's no doubt yeah, about it. But there's no, there's nobody behind him. You could say that it's a close second. It, it's, no, the it's only, him and everybody. The, the else. guy I lo- that I think's a close second is that C.J. Henderson out of Florida. Okay, okay. He can play bump and run, man. All right. Only because he runs a four three nine. He has some makeup speed. Mm-hmm. But he's he's nowhere in the cl- nowhere near in the class of Okuda. Okay. Um, he's going to be the second cornerback taken. Right. Um, he's he didn't play a lot of zone. He's the guy that's going to try to shuck you at the line, and he will. He's 204 pounds, so he's going to knock some of those slot receivers. He's not going to let out. I can see him starting right away in a nickel on the slot guy where those guys are trying to get off the line and be quick, and he will not let him get off the line. Okay. Um, and if they do, he can move it up. But I like Gladney at a TCU next more than uh, Trayvon Diggs out of Alabama. And you like him better than uh, Terrell out of uh, Clemson? Absolutely. Okay. Gladney at a TCU – I wouldn't be surprised if this Gladney ends up in the first round and nobody, nobody's like, people are going to be like, what? Right. Who the hell is that guy? Right. Um, 
in a weak cornerback class when every team in the NFL needs corners, Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. um, Gladney is going to be a starter. Yeah, he's good. He he also the nice thing about him is he's uh, he's probably one of the better ones in run support in this draft as far as yeah, as which far is as weird because he's only 191 pounds, five ten. He runs right. a four four eight. Right. Um, but the thing I like about Gladney is if you're going to play zone, he can he's got the speed to get some picks in the flat, right. drop back. He'll come off his guy on third and long and and try to intercept it over the middle. Um, come on, the guy's slutting over, sliding over from the outside. So I don't think he, the only reason I think Henderson is better than him is in the NFL, they play a lot of bump and run man to man on third down. Right. And Henderson's better. The best thing he does the best is a bump and run man. Anybody else? You got any sleepers out there? You say, boy, maybe this kid could develop a little bit and and do pretty good be a pretty good small corner. school he's going to start in the nickel and dime package immediately okay he's out of louisiana tech his name's amik robertson amik robertson all right um he had 14 picks i think in his career yeah i played at louisiana tech so i know everyone's going to say well what kind of quarterbacks was he playing against well i don't care you could play <laughs> we can play 12 games in the backyard and there's guys that aren't going to get 14 picks he also had 60 tackles last year for a corner yes. he's and again <laughs> He's 187 pounds and he has no fear. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. He will come up and, and crack you. Right. He's going to be, he's absolutely will start at a nickelback immediately. And my sleeper of the entire draft, oh. my favorite oh. player. Let's in hear the it. Entire draft. Yes. Reggie Robinson out of Tulsa. Six foot, 205 pounds, ran a four, four, four. Um, I think scouts are going to pick him in the second or third round. No kidding. Yep. I love the kid. This kid blew up the combine. So he made a name for himself. Okay. Uh, he had a couple injuries, but this is the kind of guy that will block field goals, block team, block point after touchdowns. So he's, uh, so he's a good special teams guy too. Like he'll absolutely. He'll and that's why he's going to get picked, but his, ball skills he'll knock the receiver down to get to go pick it off like he's gonna this guy's gonna have a ton of penalties yeah okay reggie robinson's gonna lead the league in pass interference but right on the plays that he doesn't get called because we know the officiating nfl is spotty at best Mm -hmm. especially this is the guy you want in the playoffs when they swallow the whistle I could see him playing for a team like the Patriots because I think yeah, like, absolutely. I, I think like Belichick's attitude is is like they can't call you for interference on every play. So right. you know. So if you do it ten times you get called twice. Twice, yeah. We'll take we that trade. We'll take that trade. And then wait to the playoffs when the referees don't call shit. Right, right. I. e. New Orleans Saints. Yes. So yeah. Interesting. So he's my other one. He's my favorite pick in the draft that nobody else has picking to be. I mean Experts have him going in the third or fourth round. I think when it's all said and done, he's going to go ahead of some of the bigger names out there. Uh, Christian Fulton is another kid from LSU. He's not a sleeper. He's a Mm -hmm. second rounder. Mm -hmm. But again, I think he benefited from playing for LSU. Let's talk about a couple of local college guys. We got John Reed out of Penn State and also Dane Jackson out of Pitt. So let's start with uh, let's start with uh, John Reed out of Penn State. John Reed is going to be a zone corner. He's smaller. He's only he's 5'10", 187. Um, he's going to be an NFL player. Okay. Um, the only thing I can tell you about John Reed is he bites a little bit on double moves. Okay. Okay. So he will try to come off his guy and maybe go across and try to get the guy coming across the middle. And if the quarterback can extend the play or, or it's a play fake or whatever, he can get beat. Um, but John Reed is kind of a boomer bust type guy. I would love to see Pittsburgh get him. Okay. Um, Cause he ran a four, four, nine. He's not, he's no slouch. Right. Right. But I, he's just one of those guys, him and Dane Jackson. If Jackson was faster, I'd say he's the same player. Okay. I just don't see Dane Jackson being able to cover anybody in the NFL. He ran a four five seven. He does not play man to man well. He's more of a zone guy when right. the stuff that I looked at. 
Right. And he just, he's, he's average. The one thing I noticed in watching him play at pit games, he's got to do a better job of finding the ball in the air. There were well, a lot and, of times, there were a lot of times. All NFL corners don't turn around. No, no I, I the hell but, but it was like, when we'd watch him, the, the, so here was the good and the bad that I saw when I watched Dane Jackson play, was that he, he was good at, at mirroring the receiver. Okay. So what he didn't have in like straight ahead speed, he kind of knew where the receiver was going to go. So he kind of, he was able to stay with the receiver, but on long passes, even if he did turn to look, if he didn't turn to look, he got handsy and he got called for interference. If he did well, turn to look, they do in the NFL. Yeah. And if he, if he, if he did turn to look, he had trouble. He just had this difficulty finding the ball, even if he did turn to look. There's there's guys that have that it factor where they turn right away and their eyes go straight to the ball. For some reason, his didn't. And so, I mean, again, to your point, though, you know, a zone, a zone scheme, you know, he has his his assigned area. He would probably be a, a – Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's not a really a physical tackler, but he's, he's a decent tackler. So, yeah. you know – He'll so, get you down. Yeah, so – but I, you know, I do. I think he's going to be a, a serviceable uh, cornerback. Yeah, I do. Now, I'll say this about pit corners. I said the same shit about Avante Maddox when he came out of <laughs> when he came out of pit. Like the guy led the ACC in 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 pass interference. Okay, because he couldn't yeah. find the damn ball. But now he's gone to Philly. He's in a good scheme. He's turned out to be a pretty serviceable cornerback. So yeah. and the funny thing was, I'm watching him against the freaking Cowboys the one game, and the son of a gun turned and found the ball right away and picked it off. I'm like, Jesus, why couldn't you do that when you were at Pitt? But, Coaching. you know, he, coached, he got coached up. He got coached up when he got to the pros. Yeah, so. he absolutely but, did. Yeah, so, I mean, good luck to these two local guys who are reading to Jackson. I, I, I'm hoping that – They're both you know, going to get drafted. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. They're going to get drafted, and I hope that they get some really, really good coaching – they get those holes filled in, and, and they turn out to be uh, good NFL players. I'm going to give you my two sleep, two more sleepers from Let's the cornerback. It. Let's hear it. One small school guy, Southern Illinois, his name's Madre Harper. Okay. Um, he's going to prop. He could play. He might play safety. He can play either one, but he's four. He ran a four four two, 196 pounds, and against small school competition, he was dynamite. Okay. We don't know how he's going to look against some NFL receiver. Right. But the other guy I love from Georgia Southern is mm-hmm. Kendall Victor. What a name. Okay. Kendall Victor, baby. Love him. He's one of my other sleepers. Um, he's not, he, I don't like him as much as I love Reggie Robinson, of course, as my sleeper in the draft. But right. He had nine picks. Again, he didn't play with anybody, but he ran it. He's five. He's only five, nine, 191 pounds. So he's, He's pretty muscular. He's, yeah. And he ran a 4-4. So he can stay with people on a man-to-man. My problem is I don't know. He's going to get blocked up on some sweeps on the run. Some of those NFL linemen are going to eat him up because he's small. Right, right. But I'm talking late round, sixth, seventh round. Madre Harper out of Southern Illinois, keep the name, and then Kendall Victor. There's actually a guy that's on the cornerback list. We'll see if he gets drafted or if he's an undrafted free agent. Will be uh, there's actually a kid out of Duquesne, Reed Harrison Ducros out of Duquesne. Uh, he's five foot ten, 185 pounds. Another local guy. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if he gets uh, if he gets picked up in the draft. Yeah, and you know what? I didn't even watch any of his tape. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. Have him on the list. There's not a lot. Of, I mean, because it's it's a small school. It's hard to find tape on him. Pretty serviceable yeah. cornerback that maybe you know. Again, in the right scheme, maybe a third down corner, uh, somebody playing the slot might not be a might not be a bad uh, a bad pickup as an as an undrafted free agent. So, um, all right, safeties. You want to move move on to safety? Okay, here. This is where I'm going to get my ass handed to me if I'm wrong because <laughs> everybody likes Grant Delpit out of LSU. Yeah. I think he's a horrible tackler. Okay. I think he will cover you. I think he's fine in coverage. He's he's definitely he'll he there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Two things I hated about this guy. One, he can't tackle, and two, he refused to run at the combine. Right. Now I don't know if he was injured. 
Um, but I'm not, I am not sold on Grant Delpit as the best safety in the draft, which everybody else seems to be. I love Xavier McKinney out of Alabama. He can play strong safety. Um, he can play either safety, right. actually. Right. Um, he's not fast. He ran a four, six, three. He's not as fast as some of these other guys I like, but he's in every play on TV. Right. Right. Every time you see a pass play down the field, McKinney is either coming over to knock it loose mm-hmm. or bat it down. Mm-hmm. So he's not, even though he ran a four, six, three, which obviously isn't slow, slow. Right. But he can, he takes really good angles and okay. he will, he takes good angles and hit the ball carrier. All right. I like a guy by the name of Jeremy Chin out of Southern, Southern Illinois. Illinois. Okay. That is my second best safety. He ran a four, mostly because he's 221 pounds and he ran a four, four, five. Okay. He didn't play against comp elite competition at Southern Illinois, but he mm-hmm. had 13 picks. So even if you're playing against smaller time college football programs you have to have a good hands to pick mm-hmm. 13 balls off right. and b you got to be in the right spot right right so this kid i think is going to be the is one of the sleepers of the entire safety position he might be he has a chance to be the second or third safety off the board i think somebody's going to pull the trigger on grant Delpit early um, could you see? Round. I don't. I actually, I don't think there. There may not be a safety taken in the first round if it's not McKinney. Okay. And Dallas, if Dallas at seventeen doesn't take McKinney, I'm going to drive to Texas and punch Jerry Jones in the throat. Because <laughs> Dallas is worst position is safety, and if that McKinney's sitting there out of Alabama and he does not take him, I'm going to punch him and Stephen Jones <laughs> right in the ball bag. What about Ashton Davis out of Cal? I like him. Mm-hmm. I do like him. Um, here's my thing again with him. He's a red shirt senior, so he's played some games. I like that. He refused to run at the combine. Why? If you're not a top two at your position, why the hell do you not run? <clears throat> and of course, he was going to run at his pro day, but they but didn't now have that, it. Now they're not having a pro day. I think maybe, I mean, could you think that maybe that's what screwed some of these guys? They said, look, I'm going to concentrate on some other things. Yeah, around the combine, and I'll just I'll run my forty. I'll be better prepared for my forty at uh, at my pro day, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, but again, they're getting people telling him don't run. Why? Yeah, why? If you ran a four or five, you wouldn't be told not to run, right? Because you're not first. You're or second. knowing you know what your forty is going into the combine. You, you should you, you you should know what your forty is. You should have run it over and over again. You should have the track and field coach. Uh, there with you, you know, working on your, your, you know, your jump out of the gate, you know, you should be tied up for that. And, and, you know, maybe, maybe half of them are like, okay, I think my, my 40 time at the combine would be good, but if I wait and keep working on it at the pro day, it's going to be better. Maybe that's half the guys. And then the other half is, you know, I, I just, I suck at doing it this way. I'm just not, it's not my thing. If I was, if I'm on the field, my straight ahead speed, my tape is really, really good. But being down, you know, having to get down in that position, I'm not good out of the squat. I have no idea, but I'm just, I'm just trying to guess what they might be thinking. Yeah, I have no idea either, but to tell the kid not to run when he's, the difference between a second, third, and fourth rounder is a hell of a payday. When you're for one. when you're a 320 pound offensive lineman doing a 40 time, who gives a shit what your time is? Right. You know, but but at least give us an idea. I know that like a lot of these things, like the the cone drill and all that other shit, goes into the score. You know, go in there and run your 40 time. If your 40 time, look, real scouts know. If you go in there and your 40 time isn't quite what they thought. They can watch the tape of that sprint and say, you know what, he just he's not comfortable getting out of it in that position. We've seen the tape, but we looked at his shuttle, his cone drill, everything else, and the guy's a freaking rock star. You know, just Well, and remember, when they do the 40-yard dash, they get down in a track stance. Well, you never do that playing safety. Yeah, you, you don't. You don't. So um, the other guy I love 
But even then, even then, duty the positions in football that 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 are close to that, it's really it's different. It it's is. completely it's not different. Even close. Yeah, it's not a three point stance. The the kid I like better. I wish he would have he would have stayed another year in college too. But I love Antoine Winfield out of Minnesota. Well, that's a you name. Know? That's legacy. <laughs> Antoine Winfield, yeah. baby, two hundred three pounds, ran a four four five, yeah. and better yet, a one five eight in the first ten yards. That's that's explosive. Yep. Um, Min- Minnesota was good this year, and he was yep. one of the reasons why playing center field. Yeah, he, um... he probably. He's my third best safety off the board after McKinney and that Jeremy Chin kid. He had two where he really jumped. He had two big picks in that Penn State game. When yeah, remind me yeah, of that. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit offensive pass interference call at the two in the final minute. <laughs> Thanks, Big Ten refs. You suck. But anyway, he had, you know, he had a really, really good year last year. He had 88 tackles. Three sacks and seven picks last yep. year. Those are some stats ball, playing in the Big Ten. He's got great hands, really yep. good hands. Yep. But he's got a great um, football IQ, too. Like, he's a really smart player when you watch him play. He's always in the right spot. Right, right. Uh, I like him better than that. You could have Grant Delpit and come up who's going to Deion Sanders tackle the running back. Um, and, the other th- and again, Grant Delpit didn't run at the, at the combine, so I – Hell with him. He's hiding something. Do you know what I had to crack up about? Somebody said about Winfield was like his game speed doesn't equal his testing speed. And I'm like, I I can get those stats. Yeah, I could give you a reason for that. Look at his stats. He's got a really high football IQ. Watch the tape. He's in the right spot. He's a thinking man. He's a thinking man safety. Okay. And I'd rather have that. You know, you could have a guy that runs an incredible 40, but is a freaking dumbass in the defensive backfield. You know, I can't read a, you know, he allows the quarterback to look him off on every single passing play. Yeah, takes a bad angle on right. ball carriers. Right, right. So, you know, I this I, I'd love, I mean, honestly, they say the Steelers, you know, would love to have another safety. I'd love for the Steelers to get Antoine. Uh, I, I want Winfield too, trust me. Yeah. I think he's going to go a lot sooner. I think he's going to go before Ashton Davis. Yeah. And everybody likes that Kyle Duger kid out of Lenore Ryan. Well, uh, yeah, he could cover and he's fast, but who the hell's he cover? What NFL receiver did he cover at Lenore Ryan? Right. It's hard to judge. It's really, it really, really hard is. to judge. That's why I like Winfield as my third best safety. I'm going to give you a sleeper and has the best name in the entire draft. Let's hear it. Out of Tennessee. Under six foot one ninety seven, the douchebag didn't run at the combine, which I think he was hurt. His name is Nigel Warrior. Nigel Warrior, I love that. That's the best name in the entire draft. Nigel. So he's 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 Nigel. So you're thinking of like a a British butler, but his last name is Warrior. (laughs) And I don't even care if he sticks. I don't care if he makes the team. I could care less. I want a guy named Nigel Warrior on my team. Yep, yep. And he had a he, like he had picks. Uh, he had a pick against Mississippi State, one against Bama, and another yeah, one he against Kentucky. Against good teams. Yeah, yep. So I, I mean, say what you want, but some of these guys you never know. But this Nigel yeah. Warrior kid, I think if he'd have ran and he'd have ran a sub four or five, he with his ball skills, he'd have been up. He'd have been closer to like the middle of the pack. Right. Right. He'd have been a top 20. Yeah. Um, other than that, there's some guys out there that are quick, but you know, that kid's a kid from Auburn who, who couldn't catch a cold. If he fell out of a boat, um, his hands are just horrible. His name's Thomas. Daniel Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he ran a four five one. He played for Auburn, so he can't be bad. Boy, he can't catch. He couldn't catch anything. But see, here's here's the question, you know, so it goes at different levels of football. So you look at like the let's take an example out of the Big Ten, the Wisconsin Badgers. OK, you're never going to see them in the top five. Like recruiting classes, they, they get a lot of three star kids, but you know what they got? They, they always have consistently good coaching, especially along the lines. 
and they develop these kids. They look for these, you know, they look for these needles in a haystack, these, you know, these diamonds in the rough or whatever saying you want to use. And That's they de- you, baby. Yeah, and they develop them into really, really good football players, and a lot of them then come out and, and play great in the pros. It's the same thing in the NFL when you get past the second round. You, you might, you know, look at a guy and you take a chance on him and you say, but the coaches see something in him. It's like, you know what? He's got a weakness, but we can see we can coach him out of this. They go and yeah. visit him. They talk to him. They see that he's already working on it, perhaps. And it's like, you know, that's why you see a lot of these guys that you never heard of in the draft. They were fifth, sixth round picks, and they end up winning Super Bowls on teams. You look at, like, for the Steelers, I could tell you the Aaron Smiths of the world, the Brett Kiesels of the world, who, you know, who come out of nearly nowhere, but yet they contribute to a team game and win Super Bowls. So, that's what I find fascinating about the draft. It's like, I love seeing these guys that are like sixth or seventh round picks. And in a couple of years, they just blow it up and come out of nowhere. And they're, they're going to the pro bowl, you know? Yep. So, and again, Wisconsin, all they do is put offensive linemen in the draft. Okay, everybody. uh, That wraps up all the position uh, discussion that we had. So, Let's uh, let's talk about mock draft a little bit. What are you thinking for um, your Cowboys? At least uh, their first couple of picks. Uh, what do I want? I need they need a safety, so I'm hoping McKinney's there. Obviously, if not, um, the only thing I can say about that is the cornerback class is really poor, and they need one of them too. So if it's one of Akuda's definitely not going to be there. So DJ Henderson's available. They're going to take him in the first, and then they'll go safety in the second. And I pray to God that Jeremy, that Chen kid, will be there in the second. Yep. They need a slot receiver to replace Randall Cobb, and there's a ton of them in the draft. Mm-hmm. They'll probably take an edge rusher, third or fourth round. They might get another linebacker if Vander Esch is neck. Sean Lee's old, so they're going to need a linebacker. Um, and don't be surprised. They love... According to the Dallas radio stations I listen to, they love Jalen Hurts, quarterback. Okay, it's interesting. Um, For the Steelers, since they don't have a pick till the second round, I think if Dobbins is there, they take him. Me too. That's that's my thought. If he's not there, I see them actually going receiver. Um, Either Pittman or, um, I'm blanking on his name, the kid out of TCU, Rager. Rager, yep. I paid a perfect guy for them in round two. Perfect guy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, AJ Hamler is a guy you're going to want in the second round. Yeah. Uh, Get out of Penn State. He's an automatic slot guy that Ryan Switzer brought nothing to the table out of the slot. Right. Um, and he's an automatic kick and punt returner. Right. But they already have Deontay Johnson who can play the slot. So right, I, but I don't know. I don't know if you're going to want him in the slot. They're, yeah. If he's in the slot, they're going to double team Juju again. Put Deontay Johnson on the other side and get a slot receiver like Hamler. He upgrades your slot. He upgrades your returning specialist. And I, I will, I will, you know, if if the Steelers don't get a running back, uh, as we talked last week, if the Steelers don't get a running back in the in the first round, uh, there's a ton of running backs in this in this draft. Well, there are, and I guess it depends on if you think you need a number one running back or you don't, and I think Pittsburgh does, and I think J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State is better than, I told you this last week, I think he's better out of Ohio State than Ezekiel Elliott. I think Ohio State wins their semifinal game if he doesn't get hurt. Here's a name Here's a name that I, I actually took an opportunity to watch some tape um, this week after we talked about it during the week. That uh, Darrington Evans out of Appalachian State. Appalachian State. I'll tell you what, I love that kid. Uh, uh, he's going to be a guy that is going to stick in the NFL, if nothing else, to be a third down back. But uh, can you imagine if you get a screen pass to him in the open field? Yeah, he's he was amazing. I mean, I know, you know, people bitched and mo- you know would bitch and moan about their their competition. I'll tell you what, Appalachian State is a damn good football program. Really good football program. I mean, what was it? Two years ago. I mean, they beat Michigan. They damn near beat Penn State. Yeah, they damn near. They actually should have beat Penn State in that game. Uh, So, 
you know, I, I love, I, I really, really like him. So we'll see what the Steelers do. I mean, I, I, I love James Conner. He went to my school, went to Pitt, but he just can't stay healthy, you know, and, and you know, and, and, and you gotta, there's more running back up by committee in this league than you've ever seen before. So you got to have the bodies. Well, and if you get, let's say Dobbins is the first running back taken. Um, you still got that kid named Swift out of Georgia. Right. And you got acres out of Florida state. He's in every down back. And I do like the kid out of Florida state. Although I think that Florida state kid's going to be a third down back. Right. Right. But if it could get a third down back to compete, or at least provide depth. Um, I, I love Dobbins the best, but that Swift kid is another guy that uh, can play all three downs. All right, gang. That wraps it up for our NFL draft. We will have our NFL draft recap next week. We'll see if what we had to say made any sense. I'm sure every general manager in the league listens to this podcast. Yeah, well, my and... phone's ringing off the hook right now. I'm like, job. <laughs> So, hey, listen to us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on iHeartRadio, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Facebook, Twitter, check us out. And we will also, uh, you know, if you got want to send us an email, ask us to talk about a particular topic. You get somebody you want us to interview, basementsportspodcast at gmail.com. That's basementsportspodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, see ya. Bye, guys.